There's a line here that's at the heart of all the others. When a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and provide new guards for their future security. People don't talk that way anymore. Beautiful. No idea what you said. It means if there's something wrong, those who have the ability to take action have the responsibility to take action. I'm gonna steal it. <laughs> what? I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. Welcome to the Bagel Boys Show. This is a movie podcast that's not meant to be taken seriously, seriously. We go through different miniseries covering five-year-old films, franchises, and finally actors. And this is our listener pick episode on National Treasure. It's a little chilly. It is. It kind of tricked us. Over the weekend, it was warm, nice, sunny. Mm-hmm. I love how we're just talking about the weather so casually Golly, right now. This is boring. This is a terrible introduction. What do we do? Start over. Should we start over? The whole show. <laughs> Every episode just gets deleted <laughs> to this point. Episode one of the podcast. It starts now? Might as well be. Yeah. It's a good jumping in point for audience favorites in general. What, this movie here that we're talking about? Well, yeah, this movie and this episode in particular, because it is the listener pick episode of the Bagel Boy show. It sure is. Yeah. The the people were voting for National Treasure, so we said, fine, we'll do it, we'll do it. Yeah, twisted our arm. (laughs) Yeah, you know what, leave us alone about it, we'll do the episode. So, the final tallies of the top three. Yeah. National Treasure was the one leagues ahead by a landslide, so I had a feeling like this was going to be it when I was looking at the numbers, Mm -hmm. but... The other two that were kind of closer to each other were Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Hook. And I was like, okay, so depending on who gets this trivia right, you know, there could be, it could be a Hook, it could be Ferris. But yeah. it, we had several people get, like I mentioned in our last episode, we had several people get all of the questions correctly at different times of the day. All three of them were going to pick National Treasure. So. There yeah. you go. <laughs> it was going to happen. It was destiny. <laughs> Call it what you want. But it's here. It's happening. Here we are. This is the Bagel Boys Show. This is a movie podcast, of course, that's not meant to be taken seriously. Seriously, we go through different miniseries covering five-year-old films, franchises, and finally, actors. And this, once again, not a part of any of that. We'll start those that regular schedule back at the beginning of next year. But this week is our listener pick episode week. And you guys, like Daniel has just said, picked National Treasure, the 2004 action-adventure family movie from Jerry Bruckheimer and John Turtletaub. 
<laughs> Wes, Wes just looks so excited. <laughs> He's I'm, just so giddy. No, 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 no. I'm professional today. You are professional? A professional who watched this movie a full two and a half times in preparation. So the half time. Why did you only watch it half a time? Was it the first half, second half? So the first, it was the first half again. Okay. Because I started it a third time and I was like, you know what? I can do something else with my time. I had it on in the background, to be fair, that third time. And I swapped it to the special features and just went through all of those. Ooh, there's a lot of good special features on that Blu-ray you got that I'm looking at right over here on your shelf. Look at him, just staring at you. Look at Nicolas Cage. He's a man on a mission. He is. He's stealing that Declaration of Independence. <laughs> He's stealing our hearts. <laughs> he the heart sure of is. America. <laughs> right there, Nicolas Cage. Yeah. I'm excited though. This one uh kind of caught my eye. I was I was like the when we were creating the listener pick options, this was like the first one on the list. I was like, well, you got to talk about National Treasure. We're talking about really? audience favorites. Yeah, it was the first one I added to That's it. That's interesting. Yeah. I knew this was going to be an option from the get-go cuz I feel like it's just so people I don't know anyone who like hates the movie you know people are like oh my good bad whatever but everyone's like oh yeah yeah of course he stole the declaration of independence like (laughs) it's a well-known fact at this point that Nicolas cage has stolen the declaration of independence the funny thing is they had this script for this movie floating around in like the ether of like movies that could possibly be created and it Uh was just that basically that premise they're like we have to like wow <laughs> like people just read it in hollywood and are like are you kidding me he someone does? steals the declaration of independence wow we gotta make a movie on this what an interesting concept and i feel like nicholas cage would do this in real life he's a wild guy <laughs> yeah have you seen those pictures of him lately walking up and down the street in that pink leather jacket he's oh, the got. Superman jacket? Yeah. yeah. He's just marching to the beat of his own drum. He really God is. love him. Yeah. <laughs> I respect that man I so much. <laughs> he swings hard every movie. That is something you can say about Nick is that there's no like half-baked, half assed performance it's always no. full ass every single time <laughs> i missed that scene in this movie <laughs> did that happen the director's cut oh my put more than, more the bunny one. back in the box put do you know bun, what that put the buns back in the box <laughs> do you know that movie quote though it's con air yeah con air yeah it's my favorite nicholas gage quote yeah it's he's got a quite a bit of them in this movie too Pretty reserved too. We'll get into him later, but mm-hmm. did you? When did you see this movie? You see it in theaters. National Treasure. Yeah, yes, National <laughs> Treasure, the the titular treasure movie that we're talking about today. The motion picture about Ben Gates finding the national treasure. The two thousand four Disney live action movie that's not based on any ride. Yes, National Treasure. They never made a ride after this movie, did they? They well, firstly, like Disney loves like oh, if they have a ride of it, it's like we gotta make it a movie, which mm-hmm. is a great point because Bruckheimer was just com- Bruckheimer is the uh, the producer of this movie, but he also produced the very famous uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movies, mm-hmm. and that was the movie that that the first Pirates came out in two thousand three, just a year before yeah, this, yeah. and so that's a great example of Disney rides. Being into being made into movies and such a weird example, but yeah. yeah, so this one came out of nowhere. Well, I got a pitch to Disney: take the Hall of Presidents, uh huh. But Ben Gates is peeking up behind them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I in that Declaration Dude, of Independence, like honestly, mm, I'm gonna seal I feel, that. 
I think you're right. I feel like that's the one to change. That has yeah. to be the one. Like, that would work, I feel like, in a weird way. Just change that into a ride of some sorts with national landmarks, you know. Exactly. Catacombs. Exactly. Torches being lit. Weird maps on different places. You have to Riley pops out. up with little quippy one-liners <laughs> that get people just rolling and laughing. Oh, Riley. He's a rascal, that one. Yeah. Uh, first time I saw this, I did not see in theaters. Um I saw this on a portable DVD player. Wow. In, in, uh, That's a very 2004 thing. <laughs> my family's SUV. We were on a road trip, and me and my sister got it on DVD, and we watched it. Wow. And we just had a ball. What a great time we had. That was the first time I ever saw it. That's awesome. And that's I mean that's that just kind of you you said the portable DVD player and that just took me back I kind of yeah. blacked out the first we had this case full of all these DVDs Pirates of the Caribbean was in there that you one go. yeah yeah we had a Monsters Inc was like oh. the first like DVD we got along with our portable DVD player I've told you my Monsters Inc story right which well tell it again okay well as a child that was. I went through a phase where that was my favorite movie, and I tried to watch it every day. Uh-huh. And my dad walked in and said, is that all you're going to do with oh, your yes. life? <laughs> yeah, I think you brought this up on our Inside Out episode. And I was very embarrassed, and I didn't watch it for years. <laughs> Still haven't seen it to nope. this day. <laughs> I've sworn it off. <laughs> did you see this movie in theaters? Yes. You did? Uh, this was, like, the first movie that I can remember seeing that, like, I got invited to go with a friend like usually when we go to the movies it was like oh a family event kind of thing mm-hmm. this was the first time where it was like oh i can go a see friend. movies outside it was like some i think neighborhood friend i didn't like know him. N- no nobody worth mentioning <laughs> oh ouch <laughs> movies worth mentioning though that's what we're talking about <laughs> sorry neighborhood friend <laughs> yeah uh yeah no it was captivating because as listeners know this is a heist movie. And little Wesley got introduced to heist movies via <laughs> National Treasure. This is the start of it all. I think so. I'm trying to remember other movies in which somebody makes a big point about stealing something. And that's like the focal point of the movie. I think this is the first heist movie I ever saw. That really? sent me on this train track to where I am now. Just in love with all of them. Yeah. No, it was very exciting. Uh, I thought it was... One of those things where, like, everything Nick Cage said, how he said it was so cool, I was like, wow, history, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> national landmarks. I want to go, made me want to go on a field trip. This movie it was like, <laughs> I, I haven't been to Philadelphia. Let's go. I want to see the Liberty Bell, <laughs> the Washington Monument. Yeah, let's go. You get go. there and it's not that exciting. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's a lot of lines, a lot of people, <laughs> you know, just wandering around, a lot of pictures being taken. As an adult, things are much less exciting. <laughs> We're jaded. Not for these adults in this movie, no, though. No, they're they, having a grand old time. There's no one more excited about anything than Nicolas Cage is in this movie about anything remotely related to American history. <laughs> Can I ask you a quick question about this movie yeah. and the plot? Yeah. What's his full-time job? How is he making money? It's a good question. Uh, I think he... <laughs> I think the family just has money. I guess, because he's not getting paid for these little adventures he's going on. He's obviously, like, they mentioned he has a background. Uh, Party. He's got, like, a, a few degrees and, like, 
scuba diving experience in some way or another. He might have been some sort of instructor, whether it's a, a scuba diver instructor. Well, a scuba diver instructor, <laughs> or maybe like that's a, a, movie a I professor. See. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, but that's, like, do we need to know? I'm glad that the movie doesn't. No, no, I'm totally fine with it. It was just something I was thinking about as a 25-year-old watching (laughs) it. Like, like, what's this guy doing for a living? all this money? How does he just travel all across the nation? (laughs) He's forging security guard badges. He's like, (laughs) he's good with technology. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. No, yeah, good point. I mean, there's there's a lot of, like, questionable... just a few yeah that's i mean that's kind of the thing and you'll see this here as i read this rotten tomatoes uh consensus here from our Mm -hmm. critics that that's like a very big criticism of the movie okay are you ready for this yeah national treasure is no treasure but it's a but it's a fun ride for those who can't forgive its highly improbable plot can i just say and i I don't want to speak for you no but f- Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Are you with me? Yeah, I think you're taking it way too seriously. Yeah. Yeah, it's Get not... off your high horse, man. Yeah, I know. Take those tomatoes and shove them where the sun don't shine. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Rotten and fresh. I don't care. Get rid of all of them. We're doing bagels only this episode. You're so passionate. Right? Well, come on. That's so harsh. It is. After being so sing-songy and punny with their cats review and consensus okay and they they start out national treasure is no treasure okay wow it's, no they're missing the point it's just a good old-fashioned live-action disney romp right and that's fine it's yeah. fine for what it is no it's not notions 11 no it's not probable but no. i don't want it to be yeah this this is not a movie that you need to spend you know more than 10 seconds thinking about well could they oh never mind no No, they could not is the answer but that's fine let's see if you can though daniel let's see if you can guess these uh consensus here all right so uh critics is obviously rotten unfortunately for whatever reason it's a 42 46 you're very close uh audience is fresh that's a 73. 76, dude. You're dialing it in. <laughs> By the end of the year, you think you get one perfect? I've already done it once, and then said, I'm not going to do know, it again. I know, I know. I'm not going to try, you know. Yeah. Lightning in a bottle. The other thing that makes this such a Wes pick, you've already mentioned that once, kind of, other than it being a heist movie, is this This has got the, the tag team here of heist movie directed by John Turtletop, okay? Mm-hmm. You love you some Turtletop. Well, John Turtletop, he also directed the sequel, and he's directed a few other just kind of fun movies. He directed The Meg, if you've seen that, which is like the mo- most recent one. It's a big shark movie with Jason Statham, your favorite. Jason Statham. Thank you. He also directed a movie called Las Vegas with uh, like Robert De Niro and Morgan Freeman. I haven't seen it, but just another kind of old man comedy. He directed Phenomenon with... Mm-hmm. Uh, John Travolta, The Sorcerer's Apprentice, which is another Disney oh, live that's action. Wild with movie Cage. right there. Yeah, that one's weird. Oof. And then he directed the greatest movie of all time, Cool Runnings. <laughs> yeah, I listeners, mean, it's a fact. Listeners, I'll just let you in on the secret. That is like a baker's dozen for Wesley. He no, loves Cool no, Runnings. No, it's not. If, Forget everything I just yeah, said. No, no, no. Uh, cool Runnings um, is. If I were to rate that movie. I would have to simultaneously take every other Baker's Dozen movie and positively reviewed movie and just 
take it down to zero, and then give Cool Runnings the Baker's oh. Dozen. It is, like I said, it's the best film ever made. So, wow. I close the book on that. So it's better on. than Baker's Dozen. It's, it, yeah. It, it, it transcends positive bagels, okay? Can I tell you something really quick? Give it the whole bagel store. <laughs> the bagel I've seen store. most of it once. I never finished it. Are you serious? No, I'm being serious. I haven't seen the whole thing. John, well, how do you watch some of that movie? Uh, I was a kid. I was like, ooh, bobsledding. That's, that's not that's, that's not forgiven. I'm still and I watched it. a part of it, but I never got around to finishing it. Dude. I know. I would doing? like to see it, though. Well, I mean... I've heard such good things from Once you, you see it, once the, the pictures on the screen hit your eyeballs and you hear the, the just the, the music and the vibrations hit... Your earlobes there, Daniel. It will retroactively make every other movie you've seen that much worse because that's how good it is. Do you like it better than Empire Strikes Back? I don't. How much clearer do I have to be? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just shocked. So yeah, John Turtletab, legend. So he gets with Jerry Bruckheimer and they're like, they see this premise that we've mentioned, steal the Declaration of Independence. They're like, should we? Should we? Should we? Should we dabble? Should we make this movie? And they're like, we think we got something we can do here. We can whip it up. And so they do. And that to me is like the perfect timing because producers obviously have their hand more or less, depending on who they are and what the project is, in the creativity of the movie and the behind the scenes. Some, you know, depending on the project, will just kind of throw money at it and walk away and not care. Yeah. This one, he if you watch this movie, it's not really comparable to Pirates as far as plot goes and setting, but it, it does have that same, like, okay, this is an early 2000s adventure movie vibe that's from someone's vision, and ultimately that's Bruckheimer. But when you pair it with just the fun nature that John Turtletaub and then throw Nicolas Cage in there, you get this kind of one-of-a-kind sort of thing where we've mentioned this several times before mm-hmm. with different movies where it's like, oh, if you move this actor out for here or this director here or whatever, I really don't think that this would have worked any other way as well as it did, especially back in that time, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm in agreement. Yeah, I mean, some of the other ones that came out around that time, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, if you that remember That came that out at the same time? No, like er, late 90s, mid-90s oh, to say, like early no, 2000s. That's no, yeah. yeah. Hocus Pocus, The Mighty Ducks, yeah, Angels yeah. in the Outfield, The Santa Claus, George mm-hmm. in the Jungle, Remember the Titans, Princess Diaries. Some good movies. Yeah. You know what? I like Princess Diaries. Yeah. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. I like The Santa Claus. Yeah, they so like those movies, like that's how like there was a high volume of those types of movies, and then into like the late two thousands, maybe more so into the twenty tens, they stopped. Like Disney kind of pulled back on releasing those movies because one yeah. they started they acquired Star Wars, they acquired Marvel, started remaking those yeah. animated movies. Mm-hmm. There wasn't any more room for originality when you could just take a pre-existing franchise that you know is successful. And I'm not saying that all of those are bad. It's just kind of sad that you go from all of those movies I just mentioned to only a handful Pirates of the them. Caribbean 19. Well, that even that's the weird thing about that is that it that became its own franchise yeah. too. Yeah, we shouldn't have. That's a, a another time. <laughs> yeah, let's jump into our first reactions. Um, no score. 
and five years ago is what it would normally be. This is no score and sixteen. Sixteen years ago. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even pull out a calculator yeah. for that one. <laughs> what is what is like changed? Is is there any more positive things you think about this movie now watching it as an adult? Like how has it kind of changed for you over time? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> was it one was it one you rewatched often or no? I haven't seen this movie. Oof. Man. Probably 10 years. Okay. It's been a long time since I've seen this. But I remembered, I remembered every line because I saw it. (laughs) Unforgettable. Dozens upon dozens (laughs) upon dozens of time with my family. Every uh, one-liner of Justin Bartha's. I was like, I I saw it coming. (laughs) Um, No, I had a ton of fun watching this because the nostalgia, just having memories of watching this with my family. And I'll always, this movie will be near and dear to my heart because of that. As a movie, I, I don't think it's. As too much. Well, no, I don't think it's as good as I thought it was when I was nine. Don't, well, don't yeah. kill me. <laughs> you're nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I mean, it's not even fair to say. Of course. I mean, obviously, when I was eight, I was an expert of film, unlike <laughs> you. Uh, but that's <laughs> no, not like... that's not even worth commenting about. Because of course, yeah, yeah. But no, I still had a ton of fun with this movie, and it was it was like visiting an old friend you hadn't seen in a while. <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on in. Doors open. The doors open, and I walked right on in. Whenever you want. (laughs) I sat in that comfy sofa, and I watched me some National Treasure, and I had a good, good old time. I think this is a good time to like mention you are like the youngest of your siblings. I am. I am the second oldest of six. Yeah. So when it comes to revisiting movies, especially family movies like this, or like Inside Out, or Spider Man, those there's a certain. not that you don't remember misremember things. It just has to be viewed differently for you because I'm sure at some point with not just this movie, but I'm sure a handful of others where your older siblings started to either become disinterested yeah. or, you know, against certain things. I wanted to watch all the kids' movies and they weren't into it. Yeah. Right. Where I'm this older sibling who was like, okay, this is a rite of passage. It's time to watch Spider-Man now. Okay, here you go, National Treasure. Okay, here you go, whatever yeah. Toy Story I wanted to watch at any given time. So All of them. And so <laughs> as they rewatched those movies, I was most of the time sitting down watching, rewatching whatever it was with them. Yeah. And that's just kind of how it went. So those things always, I agree with everything you just said. It just, for me, it felt a lot more fresh in my head before I even sat down. <laughs> so Exactly. That friend never left for me. <laughs> He's been living with me in my basement for years. 16 years. Hasn't gone anywhere. Well, and that's why I don't like that Rotten Tomato consensus, too. Because it's like, yeah, as a 25 and 24-year-old, we know yeah. it's very improbable. And it's very silly. But it's like, man, I don't know. It was never supposed to be. Yeah. That's what do you fine. want? What do you want? want from National Treasure. Like uh, Riley using that video recorder mm-hmm. to, uh, you know screw with the sensors or whatever which yeah. by the way you were not allowed to bring those into that museum i'm 90 percent sure of that what the, the video cameras the vi- oh really i don't think so so yeah. it's just little things like that where i was like well i don't know but yeah it doesn't who's matter. to say it doesn't <laughs> matter yeah it would be very boring movie if it was realistic can you imagine i don't want to even for a second like because it doesn't like it it takes the premise seriously of stealing the declaration, because it's like, that's, yes, of course, we have to, we must. <laughs> that's, if Gotta we, stop Sean Bean. Right, which is funny, because I feel like if it was tweaked or altered or moved around, I feel like the movie still could have worked, 
Like, without that. Yeah. But, like, the movie is just, they say that. They mention stealing the Declaration of Independence 26 times. Yeah. And then there's another three mentions of getting it back. (laughs) (laughs) So, it's like, I'm going to do it. If you're confused, even a little bit in this movie, I'm like, there's really not much I can do for you here. So, Ben Gates, (laughs) what a guy. Of the Gates family, of the treasure hunter family, is basically on this mission to find this lost historical American treasure. Mm-hmm. And so it's basically just a movie about following this guy and his crew and his friend Riley as they go from clue to clue, place to place, landmark to landmark, as they find different clues to discover the national treasure. And for about a good chunk of the movie is them getting to the map that is invisible on the back of the Declaration of Independence. Following me, people? I know you've seen it, but just for those of you who haven't, there you go. So it's an action-adventure movie. Now that I got that out of the way, let's talk about the cast. Let's do it. Blast from the cast, Daniel. we got to start with Nick Cage. Right? We have to. We've yeah, mentioned him a little bit. Nick Cage plays Benjamin Franklin Gates. That is his full name in the <laughs> Benjamin movie. Benjamin Franklin Gates. His grandfather, I think, is Jonathan Adams Gates. Yeah. <laughs> I think great-great-grandfather was Thomas Gates. There eventually gets to somebody who knew somebody who got a note passed from, like, someone who was going to see the president one time in history. <laughs> How was Bill Gates related? I don't know. Oh, Uncle? ask him. Dude, you're right. <laughs> yeah, Christopher Plummer was, what, did they say his name? He was just no, Christopher Gates. Plummer is John Adams Oh, who's Gates. John Voight then? Patrick Gates. Patrick. Patrick, Patrick Gates. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so Nick yeah, Cage. this is very reserved for Nick Cage. Yeah, very chill. My favorite part, not maybe, not, I'm going to say this like ten times, so just get used to it at this point. My favorite part of this movie is when Nick Cage shows like, it's like Nick Cage is trapped inside Nicolas Cage's body. <laughs> Let me explain. There's that scene when they're, you know, about to steal the declaration. I think I know what you're going to say. And he's in the party. He's kind of faking being, you know, some snob, you know. Yeah. And he's going through, like, what people would do, you know, if they were caught by the British. (laughs) And he's like, oh, my favorite. He's like, they would have had their entrails cut out and burned. (laughs) And, like, there's a little, like, flash. It's like... Nick Cage is dying to get it's out. Like, it's like when Bilbo sees the ring and tries to take it from Frodo. <laughs> ah! He tries to... <laughs> I know, he wants to go crazy so to... badly. But he doesn't. I don't get why. I, I bet like... you that first take was wildly different in Turtle Top. Yeah. No, Nick, you gotta dial it down. <laughs> dial it... This is like a two on the <laughs> Nicholas Cage crazy <laughs> speedometer, if you will, okay? <laughs> yeah, but... Nonetheless, and his haircut. It's a pretty normal haircut. Pretty normal. Pretty he doesn't normal have the weird, cage. you know, that meme of, like, my hair is a bird. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like a big hawk. He doesn't have the long hair no, from, like, Con Air. He's very just chill. Yeah. Which I think... I'm going to go out on a limb here. Uh-oh. I think it makes the movie better. Does it? Because it's already kind of wild enough, you know, with, like, the script and, like, what they're doing half the time. So to have him, like, kind of, like some semblance of being a professional and like a man on a mission instead of just flying by the seat of his pants. Yeah. 
He's also so smart. <laughs> he's very smart. And a little bit of a smart aleck. Yeah. Like the, uh, oh, very nice button collection. I see you're missing one. I found it one time. Found Too bad one. for you. <laughs> I know. I was like, okay, how about you chill out there, But he gives it to her. He does. Yeah. But, you know, he's rubbing it in her face there a little bit. Yeah. He sucks to suck, doesn't it? <laughs> I've got more George Washington button coins than you do. I also like how he says, uh, nice accent, Pennsylvania Dutch. And she's like, German. He's like, okay, we'll see about that. Yeah. He, funny thing about those buttons. So I mentioned turning on the special features. Did I, did I mention that already? No, but, is this okay. your favorite part of the movie no, no, too? No, no. Yeah. No. So I watched, I think I mentioned this already. No. Yeah. But okay. continue, please. I'm intrigued. So turned on this one called like, it was like history view or trivia view or, or something. Okay. Right. And so during that scene, like he says the thing about the buttons and it like pops up at the bottom of the screen. It's like. George Washington actually didn't have any buttons. Uh, it was actually this other guy, and it's like these weren't didn't even exist. And I was like immediately went and turned that off because <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know I don't what? want you to um actually me movie feature, okay? Like, George Washington was a zipper man. He never wore buttons. Okay, cool it. <laughs> it turns into conspiracy theories. George Washington actually wasn't a president. What? <laughs> George Washington was a button. <laughs> <laughs> George Washington button. He actually aged backwards. <laughs> yeah, I would turn that off. That's obnoxious. Not yeah. the right movie for that. No. So I, I, I don't want to learn anything about history watching this movie. Right. I dug up enough on the movie itself. Yeah. But I didn't want to, like, no, I didn't want a history lesson. That was that was the other thing. Like, every, like... Every single special feature on the movie has somebody from either the cast or production just going, we didn't want to make a historical history lesson of a movie. We wanted to make a movie that was fun and adventure-filled with historical elements. It's like everyone felt like they had to explain themselves. It's like, hey, uh, we know it's not accurate, but please, it's like our movie anyways. Yeah. I had a smart on them. They also mentioned the stealing of the Declaration of Independence another like forty times in those features. They were very gung ho about the hook of this movie. Nicholas Cage actually tried to steal it in real life. (laughs) He's like, "No, dial it down." They actually filmed them. This is a live (laughs) historical found footage movie. Can we talk about really quick? This has to do with Nick Cage. Mm -hmm. That scene where Riley gives the old. We can't do it. Here's why. And you got the montage. Love you know, that. All the, you know, like yeah, your classic yeah, yeah. heist. Like stuff. a heist movie. He goes into <laughs> ten minutes talking about, you know, the, this and are, this. I brought you to the Library of Congress. Yeah, this is the largest library in the world, and all these books are saying the same thing. Listen to Riley. <laughs> I love it because he goes in ten minutes talking about it, and then Nicholas Cage goes, "What about the preservation room?" And he goes, "That could work." Because <laughs> the next scene, <laughs> what? <laughs> He just skimmed over that chapter. It's so sudden. Which is like, that's like, it's like, you got me there. That's 99% of this movie is people talking to Nick Cage about stuff they think they know. And then Nick Cage being like, hey, you're wrong. And by the way, here's the really easy way to. The, the other great example of that is like the first clue. Okay. So they get to this ship in the middle of Antarctica or whatever. The Charlotte. The secret lies with Charlotte. Yes, they find is. the first clue. And it's this riddle about Iron Pen and 55 men signed and yada yada. Mm-hmm. And like he goes on. And yeah. in like two seconds, he's like resolute. Or no, no, that's the second movie. Sorry. 
he's like, it was iron. It was firm. It was mineral. No, I'm an idiot. It wasn't mineral. It was iron. <laughs> he's like, it wasn't the pen that was iron. It was what they wrote with iron. I, I like, love Ow. it. I like, love iron pen. <laughs> Relates to, we're going to steal the Declaration of Independence. I love the subtle-ish foreshadowing of the other guy in the background who's just one of Sean Bean's goons. Yeah. He's like, Iron Pen's a prison. And Nick's like, well, no, that wouldn't have been, they wouldn't have known that back then. It's yeah. like, still, because it's a prison, he says, or something. I'm like, yeah. oh, so this guy's been to prison, <laughs> clearly. Yeah. Who who hired this guy <laughs> to he's join like, him? He's like proud of it as like his hometown. He's like, Iron Pen. <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> So fond of it. Uh, Diane Kruger, shift gears here really quick. We've talked about her twice before. Yeah. Uh, in our most recent miniseries, the Brad Pitt series, The Pit List. Uh, plug it if you love it. There you go. Yeah. If you haven't listened to The Pit List, go go for it. It was our last miniseries. Inglorious Bastards, what was the other one? Troy. Oh, that's right. She Two was very different, like, wow. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, this yeah, one yeah. again, this is a very different... This is like the one thing about the movie, if I had a nitpick... To talk about like the interactions between Nick Cage's character and her character, she plays Doctor Abigail Chase. Yes. And for the first the movie, like this is a cliche across a lot of different movies, but it's the cliche of, oh, these two people are interested in something kind of similar, but they kind of hate each other at the beginning, and then yeah. they fall in love by the end of the movie. Which I like that the sequel immediately starts with them broken up because, of course, that's what would happen. Oh, does it? I don't yeah. even remember. Yeah, because they kidnap starts... the president, don't they? Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. They had to cash in on stealing, kidnapping. They're like, we got to come up with something again. Was a map written on his back? <laughs> <laughs> we got to see the president's back, Riley. <laughs> oh my gosh! No. Yes. Uh, Jeez, I don't even know where Diane Kruger? Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Yeah, they, they do the whole love. flirty, kind of hating each but, other kind of thing. But they get back together, don't they, they in yeah, the second one? Uh, yeah. Okay. But in this movie, it does that. But then you kind of see, it does a good job of giving, like, it, it's still a cliche, but it does a good job of, like, oh, this guy's so into history, and she thinks that's really hot. <laughs> like, every yeah, time he talks about something, her eyes kind of, like, widen. Ooh. She's like, ooh. Nick Cage, talk more about <laughs> 1776. <laughs> so, yeah, but once they get together on their mission, he spends like the first 10 minutes of telling her to shut up. Yeah. Like, he's like, she's still talking. Why won't she shut yeah, up? They, I'm like, they basically kidnap her and he's yeah. like, she won't shut up. Shut uh, up. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you kidnapped this poor lady. Yeah. She's just doing her job and doing the right thing. Yeah. He's kind of a jerk to her. Yeah, but then immediately stops. Yeah, and they like each other out of nowhere in that scene where they're getting dressed. Yeah. And he's like, I've said I love you to a couple of people in my life. And she makes dreamy eyes at him, and they're suddenly an item. It's like, right. what? By the way, worst changing rooms ever. Changed my mind. It's like yeah. one wooden door that's like maybe three feet tall, so you can see like the the right above someone's ankles, but like... <laughs> not like too low on their chest, but you could like, what yeah, is it? That's not a real store. What store is this? Never shop there. And there's no lots. They're, yeah, like the, they're barn doors. What is this? <laughs> it's saloon doors just swinging wide open. <laughs> and there's one male, female I next know. to each I've always wondered this too. I'm like, where are they? <laughs> 
What if there was a scene where a guy walked up and was like, hey, this isn't a dressing room. What are you doing here? You're just in the middle of a store. <laughs> They're in the middle of the Sears. Hey, you can't do this here. <laughs> Please stop. No, no. We've got to find Benjamin Franklin's spectacles. Just give us five more minutes. I think she's great in the movie. She's very good in this movie. Yeah. Best out of her three performances that we talked about, I would say. I think she's better in this than she was in Glorious Bastards. Huh. Am I wrong? I don't know if you're wrong. It's just, I feel like this one's like easier to act in, I guess. Because in that one, you're, there's a lot kind of going on. There's a lot of tense like yeah, scenes but, that she's involved yeah. in that movie. A lot of pain she has to kind of exude. In this movie, it's more like, hey, I'm just going to yell it in a cage and then fall in love with him. And then history along the way <laughs> yeah yeah but i don't like she's definitely good like mm-hmm. she is firmly like abigail chase like even though nick cage is irreplaceable i feel like she is too in an odd sort of way like i wouldn't she's not throwaway for sure she kind of starts biting back at him later on like there's a scene where they're like on a kind of a pulley uh elevator sort of thing that's breaking apart and yeah. she's about to fall he's like do you trust me she's like sure the declaration kind of kind of falls and he grabs it he drops her, and he's like, hey, I'm so sorry I had to save the declaration. She's like, oh, yeah, no, I definitely would have dropped your ass, too. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so. It's romantic, I guess. I guess I people, know. if they bond over something and have, like, life or death experiences, it's just romance in the making, dude. It's chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, though, like, let's be honest here. Everybody at home here, too. Let's be honest. You sure. get whisked away onto this adventure, okay? Doesn't matter who with. And you discover not only a treasure that changes the the history of the entire United States and how it's mm-hmm. viewed forever, hmm. you are also now flaming rich. <laughs> and yeah. there's like two other people you can relate to. One is the man child <laughs> that is Riley Poole, <laughs> played by Justin Martha. And the other is Nick Cage, who knows almost everything about your favorite interest ever American history. And he had that George Washington button that you didn't have. Yes, he did. And he gave it to you. One time. That's sweet. Paul Brown, as he's known. <laughs> Paul Brown, yes. Paul Brown. But my point is... Yes. You're going to get with that person, right? Of course. You're going to buy a huge estate. Dude, if John Voight was playing this character, <laughs> she would have been in love with John Voight at the end of this movie. <laughs> Christopher Plummer, even. Sean Bean. <laughs> Anybody, whoever won and was exactly. and gave her a button, that's really just pro tip. Just give a girl a button. <laughs> Any button? I don't know. Has anyone tried? I have. Nick Cage. We're one for one right now. One for one works. He didn't just give her any button. Well, it didn't exist technically, so. I guess that's right. Dude, I want that deleted scene where he's making that button at home. It's not even real. He's just forging it. Uh, Justin Bartha, Riley Poole. As a kid, he was my favorite part of the movie. You're going to so, get mad at me here. Okay, well, okay. Let me just get it out of the way now. Go ahead. You don't like him? No. Yes. As... <laughs> <laughs> no, let me finish. As Why a kid... Why get mad at you No, 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 listen. Someone? As a kid, yes. He was everybody's favorite part. Yeah, very quippy. Oh, he's hilarious with the, very you know, relatable. large man with the bluish funny goatee line oh that's funny no i found him a little bit annoying yeah like grown up watching this it's just very early aughts humor 
You know what I mean? It just feels yeah. like it's very of its time of, um, you know, jokes like, I went, oh, I'm right this time. Let me just savor this moment. Hmm, this is, you know, things like that where I'm like, yeah, that's cute little Disney sidekick humor. Yeah. It's fine, but it's, it didn't work for me. See, I agree with everything you're saying, how it's like that kind of flavor of stuff. Yeah. But to me, it's like the best version of that. I don't know. Like his delivery, I buy him as being like this assistant that's just here because he's good at tech. And he's kind of always felt that frustration of being second best or like overlooked all the time. Because we don't know how long they've been together. I think they say maybe like two years up to the point when they get yeah. to the Charlotte and Rescued so, him from a cubicle. Cubicle is what they say. Yes. So yeah, he's enjoying himself for sure, but he's just not into history like like Benjamin Franklin right. Gates is, you know? <laughs> With a name like that. But yeah, he has a quippy one-liner like every five to ten seconds in the movie. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't really change that, though. I think it still works comedic, no. you know, elements-wise. It, it's still pretty good. Whatever yeah. happened to him, Justin? Because he was in... he's. What's weird is he's pretty funny, I feel like. And then in the movie he might be most well known for is Hangover. Hangover? But he's the one guy in the Hangover that you never see. He was also in Failure to Launch. I don't know with what that is. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey and Sarah Jessica Parker? No. Romantic comedy? That movie doesn't is it real? He ends ends up that's, with like the... a, that's like a George Washington button. You made that <laughs> No, up. I didn't make this up. He ends up with Zoe Deschanel in that movie. Aww. Um it was a early 2000s movie. No, he didn't do too much, did he? Is he alive? What if he died? Yes, he's alive. <laughs> well, I know, but he just, like, stopped. Well, Like, making movies after, like, 2011. What happened? Should we check on him? I don't know. Someone go check. Can I get an APB out on Justin Bartha really quickly? <laughs> no, I mean, like, I absolutely wouldn't change it. And it's perfect for this movie and for the time. But it's just like watching, you know, like a... Ooh, what's a good example? Of like an old-timey... Comedian, they're just like, oh, that's yeah. that's W. C. Fields from the nineteen twenties. That's funny for the time, but is it something I'd watch a lot of now? <laughs> you throw Rodney Dangerfield into the oh, really no. cool role. No, <laughs> <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield's. Timeless. He can't get no respect. <laughs> Riley can't get any respect. It fits too well. He cannot get any respect. That is true. Sean Bean, love him. Ian Howe, love him. Love Sean Bean. Scene Bean, if you pronounce his name the way it's spelled. It's you know what we've Bean. done? What? We have hit two of the very rare movies. There's only like seven in all of existence. Two of the movies in which Sean Bean does not die. Troy and now National oh, Treasure. Right. Yeah. 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 What are we doing here? <laughs> How are we doing this? I, I don't Statistically. Know. <laughs> you think he dies in prison? In this movie? Yeah. Somebody's got to go to prison, Daniel. <laughs> Somebody, as Harvey Keitel reminded us a dozen times, somebody's got to go to prison. If they mention the Declaration of Independence being stolen 26 times, Harvey Keitel <laughs> tries to beat out that record by reminding us that someone has to go to prison. That scene where Nicolas Cage and Dan Kruger are changing, he pops his head over that saloon door. Hey, somebody's got to go to prison. <laughs> Oh my so, 
thank you for noticing that because this time around, I was like, wow, well, he says this a lot. <laughs> you, said, you, said, you said Sean Bean going to prison. Apologies to Sean Bean for not covering him, but <laughs> you said prison. I just like, it was like I was a sleeper agent that Harvey Keitel. Like, <laughs> Somebody's got to go to prison. Somebody's got to go to prison. Somebody, take him. It doesn't matter who it literally doesn't matter. Do you remember his uh He doesn't care. He probably has no idea who Sean Bean is in the movie. Alright, get him get him boys. That's fine. We'll take him. He's alive. Do you remember his character in Pulp Fiction of the Fixer who yeah. shows up? That's how I imagine him in this movie. He shows up, it's like, alright, we got a job to do. Somebody's going to prison. Going to prison. <laughs> it's the same character from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Okay, but Sean Bean does go to prison. <laughs> Somewhere Harvey Keitel heard that. Yeah. He's like, yes! <laughs> we got him. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Sean Bean plays the adventure friend. I'm going to try to put this back on track here. <laughs> he's like, he's Ben Gates's adventure buddy. Okay? And so they're clearly friends. They have like... A reasonable amount of back and forth. Yeah, within, they're great together. Yeah. Uh, they're awesome in the beginning. I like their back and forth. But within like two seconds, he's like, yeah. all right, well, I'm going to kill you now or have my buddy here kill you. But you know he's bad. Just yeah. very first shot. He's in that truck. He's shifty. He has, I'll, I'll say this now. I was going to save this for potent quotables, but this is, he says, in another life I had uh, arranged a number of operations of questionable legality it's like okay like okay yeah you've robbed places what was he doing i don't know but clearly he's going to prison yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay so yeah so he wants to they discover the clue they're like hey we've got to go you know the the map, it's on the back of the Declaration of Independence, hoo movie, you know, <laughs> as yeah. it goes. And so, basically, Ben is like, hey, we can't really do this. This is a snag. And Sean Bean's like, well, maybe we can, just not legally. And then they get in a fight, and the, they explode. <laughs> and Nicholas Cage is so defensive. He's like, we cannot seal the Declaration of Independence! Which is weird, because, like, he's got this weird... <laughs> Let's just talk about it now. What? They steal the Declaration of Independence in the movie, okay? <laughs> it's so weird that, like, he's so defensive about it, and then it's like... I know. I need to... See. He, like, accepts the personal responsibility, which is, like, the big, like, quote of the Declaration that he says. Yes. And he's like, when a long train of abuses and usurpations <laughs> pursuing invariably the same object... Advances a design to reduce them under absolute nepotism. It is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. (sighs) He picks that line out of the whole thing. Yeah. And is like, I'm going to take this out of context, which is a great lesson for 2020, (laughs) and say, this means I have to steal it. And it's, if I don't, bad things happen. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's probably the, the rewatching it. I still love the whole thing. It is one of those movies though that's like okay, after that's done, you're kind of left not confused, but it's like oh, there's more movie 
because that happens like midway through where you've got right. Ben Gates and Riley infiltrating their way in mm. and meanwhile you have Ian and his team of goons trying to steal it at the same time nefariously. Yeah. And so obviously Nick Cage and Riley they make it a point to not hurt anybody. Meanwhile, you know, Ian doesn't care who he goes through, right? So yeah. Yeah, but it's such a weird... Um, the dynamic between them is interesting, because I feel like they're just, like, one conversation away from being friends again, you know? Right. The whole time. And I'm like, can you just sit down and talk this out, guys? I, I bet they could have. They probably could have, but mm-hmm. somebody's got to go to Harvey's sitting in his living room. No, never mind. Um, anyway. Okay. So we got to talk about John Voight. Yeah, John Voight was next. He plays uh, Nick Cage's father. Hey, Wes, I'm going to stop you right there. It's just another clue. Okay? <laughs> yeah. It's just another clue. That's the other line that gets repeated a million times <laughs> in this movie. John, half of his lines are, it's just another clue. John Voight is fed up with this family nonsense of finding this treasure. Mm-hmm. And I love that first scene where Christopher Plummer's like, do you want to hear a story about our legacy? He's like, sure, Grandpa. He starts to tell him. <laughs> John Voight walks in and is like, BS. <laughs> None of it's true. Right. Just stomps on the dreams. Um, he I does, love John Voight in this movie. Yeah. When he shows up after they steal the Declaration of Independence, he comes in with that same energy again where he's like, ah, oh, this better not be about that damn treasure. <laughs> he's so <laughs> mad to see his son. And yeah. then Nick Cage like fires back at some point with the line of like, oh, maybe the he's like, the legacy is just wasting the money of the Gates family. And Ben's like, well, maybe the real legacy is sons disappointing their fathers. Ooh. And I was like, ooh, family strife. You love to see and he it. says, Get out of my house. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And then he proceeds to not get out of his house. <laughs> he says no. And he goes, okay. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> but no, I love the line where, you know, they're blow they're blowing on the Declaration of Independence trying to get the ink to show up. And he keeps popping in saying, Need more eat. <laughs> he Here's said, it. It's getting late. Why don't you go to bed? I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. He has he has the weirdest like I don't even know what the, like connection to the to it. He ha- oh, the letters, yes, the Simon Stugan letters. So they have to go to the house because yes. they're on the run and they know that they've been made. The FBI is going to his apartment, so they go to his dad's house to find the map on the back of the Declaration of Independence. Yes, and so as that like happens, they basically say hi, bye, and let him know it's the Declaration. He like discovers that he's like, is this wool? And like picks it up and he's like, he's like oh! <laughs> Yeah, and then Diane Kruger's like, it's delicate. I'm like, okay, (laughs) lady, come on. (laughs) He didn't know any better. And then they tie him up. But they let him have his drink because he's slurping on that drink. They do that to make it seem like, yeah, yeah, it's all a ruse. Another heist movie classic is like the misdirection. It's like, oh, (gasps) we're trying to get away from the cops. Let's just, bip, bap, boop, steal the the car, in quotation marks. They do actually steal his real money, though. (laughs) They do. He's like, he probably keeps a few hundreds in between the pages. It's like, (laughs) okay. 
Yeah, he, so, he's yeah. just great in this movie, though. John Voight is a great cranky old man. Mm-hmm. I'm always in it. Mr. Sir from Holes. Yeah. Oh, I'm there. Yeah. He's he's really good at playing that just kind of grumpy, disapproving character. Crumogeny. Perfect. Yes. Thank you. Moving on. <laughs> That's like, I can't add anything to that. But That's per- nope. side no, note. No, no, no. We're done. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, okay, go ahead. Side note. <laughs> side note. Not even a nitpick, just a funny observation. You couldn't find two men that look less alike than John Boyd and Nicholas Cage. I'm like, they are not yeah. related. Okay, but it's not that bad, though. There's they many look words. nothing alike. Accounts that, right? I don't know. Something I noticed. We talked about it for two seconds already. Harvey Cattell is Sadusky. He's not, he's not even credited with the first name. What? He's a guy. You know, somebody ought to go to prison for that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this has gone off the rails. I'm so sorry. He's like the FBI agent who's like tasked with following Benjamin Gates around on this wild adventure. Isn't it crazy that they got him for this role? It is, but I like it too. Because eventually it's revealed at the end that he's a part of the Freemasons, which are like a part of the, yeah. you know, the deep state and everything that's like planned this whole thing or something like that. Which, by the way, take notes, heist movies here, because that is a much cooler way to do things, a much more believable way to do things than the weird turnaround at the end of the movie called Now You See Me with Mark Ruffalo. Oh, that was... Mark Ruffalo played the FBI agent in that movie, chasing after everybody much more vigorously than (laughs) Harvey Keitel does. And at the end, he's riding some sort of magical merry-go-round and magic is kind of real and mark ruffalo is like uh, the ace of spades or what i don't know that the was, movie was very weird very stupid and bad this movie's like okay like now it all makes sense why he's kind of half-heartedly chasing these people after their treasure and literally just lets them go at the end because he found the treasure like right no never mind all the other laws and stuff you've broken like you found the treasure hoorah let's go get sean bean and throw him into jail <laughs> Yes. See how I said jail there? You said jail. <laughs> we were on the cusp of just losing it again. I know. You can't say that word anymore. No. We'll start laughing. <laughs> on any episode. Not no. this one. That's, I mean. Uh, Christopher Plummer. Yeah. Christopher Plummer. I love the very beginning. Mm-hmm. He's up in the basement and he grabs he's his shoulders. Up, what are you doing? What? He's up in the basement. <laughs> what? No, the kid. <laughs> he's up in the basement. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, idiot, Wes, that's not what I said. Idiot. <laughs> Wes doesn't know. Yeah, yeah, Down in the basement. Or up in the attic. Yeah, up in the attic. He's up in the attic. Mm-hmm. And Christopher Plummer grabs his shoulders. Like, what are you doing up here? He's like, oh, I'm sorry, nothing. He goes, no, it's fine. Let me tell you a story. No, he's in it for about three minutes. But what a treasure. What a national treasure Christopher Plummer is. There you go. Isn't he? Yeah, I, I love agree. the man. I wish yeah. he was my grandfather. Potent quotables, Daniel. We've touched on a few. You mentioned the grandpa. This is kind of a good segue. Uh, he asks him, you know, to basically do this blood oath to, to find the treasure. I'm making it more dramatic. But there's, like, lightning in the background. And he's like, do you swear? And the little kid looks up to his grandpa. He's like, I so swear. I'm like, that's so sincere, you yeah. little kid. <laughs> I so swear. I so swear. Are we knights? Would you like to be one? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. The you mentioned it earlier when they're in the Library of Congress and <laughs> you're gonna laugh, but I don't know why I did when he's like the preservation room. And Riley looks at him, he's like, Is that for delicious jams and jellies? 
Oh, gosh. I was like, look at Riley. Just any chance he gets to make something a bit. He's aiming it, it up. He will. Uh, the other one from that scene is when he's describing what's around it. He's like, little kids on their eighth grade field trip and little families from Iowa. I'm like, why you got to call it Iowa like that? <laughs> Tell us, if you're from Iowa, did you visit? Did you take a look at the Declaration of Independence? What else you got? I mean... <laughs> Don't than, say it. Other than the ones we've talked about on yes. the, this episode already. I got a quote. Lord help us. I got a quote yeah, that yeah. I did not remember in this movie. Yeah. And when I was watching it, I took a sip of coffee and I like kind of choked on it because I started laughing. <laughs> it was just, I didn't ex- remember it. It's when they show up to John Voight's house and he goes, she pregnant? Oh I'm God. like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, that was just such an odd choice. Yeah. I don't know how I felt about that. Mm. It was a little weird. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> I was like... This isn't national treasure. And what's uh, funny is like they they reference that later on where it's like oh you know when they're in, when pregnant? they're in the changing room of of course where it's like oh what led him to ask that question he's like well they don't explain nothing. it yeah no no they say like he thinks I was too cavalier because I told people I love them or something yeah yeah which it's still weird it's a weird line it, it didn't make any it was just weird yeah um what other uh. I like the line when he's on the pier and he's like, Sadusky, I'm sorry, but I found door number three and I'm taking it. And he oh, jumps into the river. Yeah. All those one-liners are good. There's there's a ton of one-liners. I wanted I picked the those that I did because I was like, there's... Like, I could sit here and talk about people going to prison for another hour, but... I won't. <laughs> I won't. Somebody do has it. to go to prison, though. All kidding aside. <laughs> of course, yes. Uh, no, I, I did like the line Riley had. The funniest line I thought was when he said, like, a billion dollar pipe. Is it a million dollar pipe? <laughs> yeah. That was pretty funny. Yeah. I that don't know. Seemed, I think yeah. just, uh, I think this whole script should have been credited to Alex Jones. <laughs> this is probably his favorite movie, there, right? There is, like, this weird, like, okay, so this sounds, okay, so. Let me just preface this, okay, yes. before people get all up in arms at me. I'm up in arms. That's fine. <laughs> National Treasure, Benjamin Gates, okay? That was my Indiana Jones before I saw Indiana Jones, okay? Yeah. <laughs> someone said this. I, I can't take credit for this. I don't know where it is. But someone said <laughs> Ben Gates is like Indiana Jones <laughs> and Alex Jones combined. <laughs> I can see it. He's basically like this guy who knows how to do everything in an adventure type setting, who's smart and just knows a lot about conspiracy theories revolving America. (laughs) It's true. So, yeah. But, yeah, no, this was like a good introduction into those, you know, adventure movies, but also heist movies like I've talked about. It's, It's great. I wouldn't change it for anything. Um, To Infinity and Beyond is the question. That we like to post at the end of movies that are older. You know, what the legacy was, mm-hmm. you know, when it first came out. What's it going to be in another five, ten years? Will it still have an impact and should it be remembered and talked about? Yeah. it. I, yes and no. Yes and I no. Think yeah. Why? If I met somebody our age who hadn't seen it, I probably wouldn't say go out and see it immediately. Because huh. it's kind of a movie you have to grow up with, I would say. Well, see, that's the thing. That's why I'm like, I would be the reverse of that. If I saw someone younger who hadn't seen it, I'd be like, No, oh, I mean be- somebody our age. 
Right. No, yeah. no. What I'm saying is my take is the reverse of yours here. Oh, We're kind so of it's wrong. All... Sure. <laughs> I was going to say if I met someone our age who hadn't seen it, I'd be uh, like, how'd you not see this when it came out? Because it was pretty successful by Disney yeah. standards back then. Uh, made a couple hundred million off of like a hundred million dollar budget. Mm-hmm. So like only like three or four hundred million, which like I say only, that's a big deal back then. It wasn't like that's a huge success and obviously got a sequel out of it. But yeah. If someone younger came up to me and said, I've never seen it, I'd be like, okay, well, of course, you're only 10 or 12. Like, you might not watch this random movie from 2004. If someone who's, like, you know, our age said, I've never seen it, I'd be like, what were you doing back in 2004? Yeah, you would ask that, but they probably wouldn't enjoy it seeing it for the first time. Oh, That's what I mean. That's what I mean. I would would never recommend it. Like, go out and watch it. I would. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I... I I would say don't rush out. I would... It's on Disney Plus, everyone. It is on Disney Go Plus. Go absolutely rush But it <laughs> once I have kids, I will absolutely yeah put this on for them because it's it's they gotta learn family they've movie. gotta learn about American history one way or another, right? Listen, me and you were homeschooled. This was our history course. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah, um, to unexplain that for years now, I feel like, and it's definitely a cult movie. Yeah, it's it's very similar in that regards to the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Yeah. And, uh, the, speaking yeah. of ships, the Charlotte at the beginning, they shot that whole sequence in a freezer Pearl. in L.A. In the Black Pearl? N- no. You said pirates. I thought of the Charlotte. The secret lies with Charlotte. The secret does lie and with the Charlotte. The secret was... Are you telling me the secret? Yeah, they shot it in this frozen warehouse in That's the middle the of L.A. So they didn't have to act cold at all. They just stuck wow. them in a freezer and started rolling. Wow. Yeah. thought that was pretty neat. Nice. I didn't know that either. I also like how he's, you know, trying to find the ship, and then he, he hits metal, and he uncovers the snow, and immediately it says Charlotte right there. It's like, oh, what are the odds? I love it. <laughs> the movie doesn't waste any time. No. What's the other weird thing about this movie? Is recommend, not recommending it, but, like, in general, this movie has no, like, stopping point. Once you're in it, you're in it. It just kind of flows, you know? Like, you can't pause and be like, okay, well, they stole the declaration. We'll yeah. pick up later. It's like, no, like, like let's keep this moving. There's no lulls well, in the movie. There's slower moments, sure, but it, it's it's moving. With, I think it's you know, about... It's, it's power walking, this movie. It's a little movie. too long. Don't you, do you think it's too long? I feel like no. Little, I feel like it's a little bit too long. And here are the parts where I would trim a little bit. Yeah, the, everyone's favorite segment of the podcast, what would Daniel cut out of the movie? Oh, Proceed. stop that. You know what? Never mind. I'm real, sorry. Real I should have just agreed with you. are running down my face right now. Never mind. What would you cut out? That was fine. Tell us. No, somebody's got to go to prison. <laughs> <laughs> If I don't tell, somebody else to go first. No, I would say they do two fake outs of, oh, the treasure's gone. <laughs> we are so close. Okay, yeah. But there's a secret passageway we lied to Sean Bean about. They get in. Oh, yeah. it's gone. Oh, it's all gone. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Secret passageway. You know, I'm like, yeah. okay. That's the only thing where I was like, I'm rolling my eyes a little bit. Like, okay, it's a little long. But no, it's very well paced. That's a good point to bring up because there is like a level of ridiculousness to the movie, and it's like they wouldn't double fake us out, would it? <laughs> then you're like you're back in your seat, you're like they wouldn't triple fake us out, would they? <laughs> what if it was three rooms back to back? Oh, it's gone! <laughs> but there's a secret passageway. Oh, it's gone! <laughs> There's another 30 minutes of movie. They just keep tacking on fake entrances and exits, too. 
it cuts over to Harvey Keitel singing his cop car. <laughs> Somebody's got to go to prison. <laughs> He's singing to himself. I'm so the. It's funny you bring this up because Turtle Tom has said that the original cut of this movie was four hours. <laughs> no. Yeah. I wish it came out that way. I would watch it. I would. Yeah. Release it on Netflix, on. please. Yeah, the, the cage on Turtle Tom said at one point, he knows how to make a souffle. <laughs> okay, this is how he described it. It's like one false move and everything is going to fall apart, but somehow Turtle Tom has managed to put it all together in a way that was delectable and delicious. And Daniel, what I think he was trying to say is that John Turtle Tom wanted to take this movie all the way to Flavortown with Guy Fieri and <laughs> he for sure did. Going to Flavortown, baby. <laughs> Diners, drive-ins, and national treasure. <laughs> Another fun factoid that oh, I yes. noticed this time around while watching this movie 18,000 times in preparation for this Lesson yeah. Pick episode. Very important. <laughs> Do right by our audience. Uh, all the good guys in the movie use Google, and all the bad guys use Yahoo Search. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. I do like how they like, say... wait, what? Christopher Plummer does say the line of, Americans hid the treasure from the British, and the bad guy in this movie is British. Yeah. I think that's a little on the nose. I like that, though. <laughs> it that, is funny. They definitely did that on purpose, too. <laughs> Got any other factoids? I just... Not factoids. I just wanted to say, like, before we... Like, final thoughts at this point, obviously. Yeah. It's just... It's so weird thinking about rating this movie, not just because it's a listener pick, but because it's so of its time. There's that debate of, like, nostalgia glasses, or as I like to call them, uh, pastime Benjamin Franklin spectacles, okay? Yes. (laughs) Where this movie kind of falls into this weird realm of, like, if I rate it, how does that, like, if I give it something concrete, an iron pen (laughs) you know like what is that like i feel like it's either gonna change or like it's impossible to do that you know it's Mm -hmm. what i want to say is you know here when a long train of self-serious and predictable films plague the screens and theaters produce their audiences in pursuit of streaming it is the movie's right it is their duty to throw caution to the wind provide moviegoers with new stories of originality and future theatricality. People don't make movies like this anymore. I want to give this movie as many bagels as they mentioned the Declaration of Independence, so we'll give it 29 bagels. (laughs) Is that allowed? Like, I'm not giving it a baker's dozen, let me be clear. I'm just gonna... I don't know... No, I no, that's smart. I have two race <laughs> movies. I said, for nostalgia, it's a nine. Sure. As a movie itself, seven point eight. Sure. I think is that's, that fair. I think that's a much better, more professional approach than what I took. Of no, just, I like, like your twenty six bagels. <laughs> twenty nine. <laughs> twenty nine. Well, twenty six times they steal the bagels. The other three, they're trying to get it back. They're trying to get the bagels <laughs> back. There's a secret code written on the back of a bagel. <laughs> Every breakfast food item from now on has some secret meaning. That's another great Riley line is like, at the end, he's just kind of fed up with it. He's like, you know, this estate that I just bought with all my money. Mm -hmm. He's like, and yeah, somebody in history did something with somebody and yada yada. Well, I settle on 1%. Hops in his Ferrari and drives off into the sunset. Yeah, he does. And then 
dang crew gives Nick Cage like the map to the bedroom clearly. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> can we talk about that <laughs> family movie? Yeah, was that what was going on? Oh, a thousand percent. Okay, I didn't know if they were setting up for the sequel or he's running, he's sprinting towards the door, and I'm going, uh oh, uh oh, movie cut to black. <laughs> Please, yeah. got to keep that PG rating. Right. Yeah. No, that's definitely what was about to be going on. A little scandalous. <laughs> Very. They're making googly <laughs> historical eyes at each other for half the movie. <laughs> Scene after the credits, John Boyd saying, she pregnant. <laughs> they miscut the movie. That was supposed to be at the end. What? I'm surprised that, uh, hey, did you hear? I'm not, this is not a bit. You're going to think this is a bit. (laughs) They do have a working title for (laughs) National Treasure 3. I'm not kidding. No, before you say what it is, that this is a real thing. Yes, they are talking about National Treasure 3. Recently, as of this year, the writer for Bad Boys for Life is in talks to iron pen this to page, okay? Iron pen. (laughs) Everything's iron pen. (laughs) No, it was written. It was. It, it was. It was resolute. It was firm, Daniel. It was. It'd be really um, funny if the writer gets fired and they change writers. This yeah. is not a bit. You think I'm okay. gonna do a bit? It does have a working title. This yeah. isn't a bit. National Treasure Three. Somebody's got to go to prison. <laughs> I knew it. Oh Starring gosh. Harvey Keitel. It's just Harvey Keitel. It's just him looking for somebody to send to prison. Rewatchables, it's, it's, if it's on in the best way possible, where it's like, if I'm sitting down and they're about to steal that declaration, you know I'm watching the rest, the other, you know, hour and 20 minutes of the movie. Movie opens, it's two seconds in, you know, he's telling the story from his grandpa, I'm watching the rest of the thing. If they're about to find the treasure, watching the whole thing. The end credits are about to roll, I'm flipping to the channel, be like, ooh, maybe I'll get to hear Riley say something snappy. Or maybe I'll get to see Ian go to prison. <laughs> yeah. And then Nicolas Cage comes out of the shadow and he's smiling at him like, What is that? Oh, <laughs> yeah. We're we got to talk about that. He's Batman for a second. <laughs> lurking not... in Gotham. That's That was my favorite part after like the third viewing of this. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, we're talking about this, this joke of the line that like how ridiculous the line is. Yeah. But the most ridiculous part of this whole thing prison debacle is that Nick Cage at the end of the movie when Harvey Keitel says it again he's like well if you have a helicopter I think I can help you with that so what they just flew to Boston in a helicopter together and then they sent Nick Cage three doors down hiding in the shadows just to smirk at Ian one last time he's not a cop he's not an FBI agent Nicholas Cage's like I have one request can I come with you <laughs> why I want to smile at him as he gets handcuffed. <laughs> I can see Gosh. Harvey Keitel being into that. Like, yeah, come on. <laughs> Some like CCR music starts playing in the background. <laughs> it ain't me. It ain't me. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's awesome. Thank you all so much for picking this movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. We got giggling. We. I hope we... you enjoyed this episode as much as you enjoy National Treasure. And... For some reason, you haven't seen it. Obviously, Daniel and I both recommend the movie. Yes, we do. Like I said, it's on Disney+. Plus. Go out and watch it. It's great. The sequel, we've kind of tiptoed around it a few times. It's not as good because it's mainly... It forgets about the originality that made the first one so special. They just kind of do the lazy sequel thing of like, okay, let's just try to make the first movie again. 
Do they find more treasure in that one? I yeah, it's the city of gold in that one. Oh, so yes, but that one, it, yeah, like it again. It doesn't take itself seriously. It's not a bad movie, kind of. It's just, it's not as exciting. It's just yeah. not. At the end of the movie, they've got like three other like random people tagging along. The villain isn't as compelling, but he should be more compelling because of his connection. They also leave America, which, as God is my witness, should never happen in a national treasure yeah. movie. Yeah. So there. Yeah. Uh, national Treasure 3, how are we feeling about it? Are we excited I, about yeah. it? Yeah, well, as long as they get everyone back, um, Turtle Tob included, because he directed this one and the sequel, Bruckheimer has to be involved somehow. I feel like that's the only way this would get to have that same movie, early 2000s magic, you know? Mm. So, you might be wondering, what's next for the Bagel Boys show? I'm wondering the same thing. Years wrapping up. We finished the host pick, which was Cats. Thank you for that, by the way. Yes, thanks. (laughs) And then we had this one, National Treasure, listener's pick. So, again, thank you all so much for listening throughout this year. Definitely remember to share the episode if you like it. Subscribe, subscribe. Rate. Yep. Tell us what you want us to talk about. Tell your friends. Word of mouth is the best way. Raise awareness. I don't know. It's the best way. I don't know. Yes. You can like our page on Facebook or Instagram. Send us a message. Leave us a comment wherever you like to your heart's content. So, not next Sunday, but next the the Friday after that. I know we're getting weird here. We are doing a Black Friday special on Black Friday. It will come out. So if you don't see one that Sunday prior to Thanksgiving, don't freak out. It's all part of the plan. We didn't forget about you. (laughs) Yeah. Friday, November 27th, Black Friday this year, we're going to have a Bagel Boys Black Friday special. It is a Black Friday movie. Do we want to tell the people what it is? It's another... It's not... Okay... National Treasure is nostalgic and guilty pleasure-ish. This one is very sweaty, dripped into the guilty pleasure. Okay. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Got to be descriptive. Terribly described. Yeah. Yeah. The Bagel Boy special. Do we want to say for Black Friday? Is Paul Blart Bagel Cop. Cop. Working title. Yeah, Paul we're Blart, talking Paul, Paul Blart. Mm-hmm. We sure are. Yeah. Is it the only Black Friday movie? Not the only one, but the one and only <laughs> yeah. for our show. I'm excited to talk about that yeah. one. Can't as just as we watched uh, Nick Cage scale and run around America, we're gonna watch Kevin James run around a mall. <laughs> We're very slowly becoming a bad movie podcast. Cats. Wow. Cats. Paul, no, not this movie. Okay. Cats. Okay. Paul Blart. We talked about Sonic and Bloodshot. Uh, we all Bloodshot. secretly loved Cats. <laughs> Did we? <laughs> People who didn't listen to the episode are confused right now. But yeah, no, we're, we're not. Don't worry. The beginning of the year, we'll be back with 2016 movies as our first miniseries of the year. But for now, we're working our way through the rest of this year with some holiday specials. We but got some Christmas movies too later on. Can mm-hmm. I say that? Yeah, yeah. We got some. We we uh, we picked one. We locked one in. But have we locked the other one in? No. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Yes. Yes. I'm looking forward to all of those. Looking forward to Paul Blart, and also looking back very fondly at this episode with you, Daniel. 
Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Somebody's got to go to prison. <laughs> Wes, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, they just don't make movies like this anymore. <laughs> <laughs>